Arthur Smith, you got some splaining to do after the Falcons blow another one to the Arizona Cardinals. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, guys, if you don't know me, I'm your very humble host, Aaron Freeman, secretly seething right now uh as we record this rapid reaction and i want to give a special shout out to the everydayers that tune in each and every day for this illustrious podcast all you got to do is subscribe or follow for free on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts so guys let's talk about this game and i'm a bit fired up so we'll see if i can control my emotions by the end of this day but you know the falcons blew another one to the one and eight, now two and eight, Arizona Cardinals. Right, the Falcons had a go-ahead lead with two and a half minutes to go. But I knew, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't have any confidence that the Falcons would hold on to that lead with two and a half minutes to go. But I hoped, right? Hope springs eternal. But I did not expect the Falcons to get a stop when they needed to at the end of the game. And they had a chance. They had multiple opportunities, right? They had Kyler Murray dead to rights on the third and ten near midfield, but they whiffed on the tackle. Shout out to you, Arnold Ebiketti. He broke contain. Um, just like Josh Jobs did last week, scampered 13 yards and basically put Arizona a first down away from being in field goal range with about a minute to go. And of course, Arizona got more than a first down because they got a 33-yard play from tight end Trey McBride on a career day, a historic day for Arizona Cardinals tight ends. They showed a stat where it was the first time since 1989 that a Cardinals tight end had gone over 100 yards receiving, and Trey McBride did it on that 33-yard play, uh, beating Richie Grant. Uh, and that was kind of all she wrote because the Cardinals just kind of ran down the clock to the final two seconds, and Falcons legend Matt Prater uh, hit a 23-yard walk-off game-winning field goal uh, with two seconds to go. And so this is the third week in a row where this top 10 defense, this so-called top 10 defense, uh, looked very suspect, right? And I know a month ago when I was sitting here going like, I don't know if this defense is as good as people think it is. You know, I, I got some feedback from folks being like I was being too negative. Now, I don't say that as an I told you so. Um, I just say that as, you know, I get why people wanted to believe that this defense was a legit top 10 unit. We were starving for something here in Atlanta from a defensive standpoint. And we focus on the last three games, which have not been very good, where this defense has consistently displayed poor tackling, giving up big plays, all that and more. But let's not forget, in that Tampa Bay game four weeks ago, Baker Mayfield drove down the field. You know, again, another mobile quarterback who's not very mobile in the closing minutes. And if he hadn't just missed a wide open Chris Godwin in the end zone, by the way, where Richie Grant was covering, you know, they potentially could have had a game winner. 
And then Houston went down the field, ran the ball down the Falcons' throat, and then a tight end beat them. Uh, that was Jesse Bates late in that game. Fortunately, the Falcons, you know, were able to go down the field and score themselves to win that game. So it's not even to blame the defense, right? You know, they've played winnable performances, right? Where if you just got a little bit more from the defense, a little bit more from the offense, the Falcons could have won a lot more games than they had. So the offense had plenty of chances. Um, you know, you got a, a pick midway through the third quarter from Nate Landman on a bad throw from Kyler Murray, right? And that set up the Falcons offense at, at Arizona's 14-yard line. And then your quarterback, Taylor Heineke, couldn't find a way to, to get the ball into the end zone. And let's talk about the quarterback because if you missed it, Desmond Ritter finished this game. And Heineke got injured early in the fourth quarter with a hamstring injury. And I don't root for anybody getting hurt, but that quarterback switch needed to happen. It was too little too late. Um, you know, I we'll see what the film says is what I always say, but I think Heineke probably was even worse than he was last week. And he was awful last week, right? Did he complete a single pass in this game beyond the sticks? I don't think he did, right? He had a nice touchdown pass to Scotty Miller at the beginning of the second quarter, right? That was a 12 play scoring drive that featured like eight rushes for the Falcons, but the passing game was non-functional for three quarters with Taylor Heineke. He had a couple of nice scrambles. But he was also sacked three times. And the whole, you know, the one thing that you could say that Taylor Heineke was better at than Desmond Ritter was not taking sacks when he was under pressure. And it seemed like he was just taking all the sacks whenever he was under pressure in this game. And so Ritter came in early in the fourth quarter. And his second completion, I think it was, was an 18-yard throw to Drake London. That was the most explosive play that this Falcons team had the entire game. And basically, Desmond Ritter in like five plays did more than what Taylor Heineke did in three quarters. And so on that drive that Ritter came in, the Falcons were able to drive down the field. Ritter had to convert a fourth and one earlier in that drive to keep it going on a QB sneak. And then they had a second chance to do it and he slipped and they had a turnover on downs and they walked away with zero points. Again, offense needs to come through, but they battled back on the next series. And while I don't think Ritter played great on that series, at least he was trying to throw the ball down the field and the Falcons got a gift wrap of a DPI against, um, I can't even remember the DB, that helped set up a score and Ritter finished off that drive with a nine yard QB keeper on the scoring play on the touchdown. That was the go ahead score with two and a half minutes to go until the defense ultimately blew it. But, you know, I don't know what Heineke's status is, his injury status is moving forward, but absolutely 1000% the Falcons should be going back to Desmond Ritter after the bye week. And we'll talk about, you know, if Arthur Smith is on the hot seat, it ain't because of Bijan's red zone usage. It ain't because of poor play calling. It was always going to be about his decision to move off of Desmond Ritter, and that has been Arthur Smith's biggest mistake to date, and we'll talk about why as we continue today's Locked on Falcons. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy all the tickets to the sports, music, comedy, and theater new year near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to, you're to expect when you arrive. All-in prices mean that you're not going to get hit with any hidden feeds. You can buy your tickets in seconds right up to the start of the event. And game time's guaranteed means that you'll always walk away with the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, they'll credit you 110% the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So Ritter should be the Falcons' starting quarterback moving forward. He should have never not been the Falcons' starting quarterback, and that's what's wild to me. That's what gets me fired up, guys, is it's not – Hey, you know, the Falcons play poorly. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I am mad about that, but you know, usually I'll, I'll be fine by Monday, right? You're not going to find me waking up on a Monday morning, still mad, but hurt about a football game. But what gets me fired up is, is bad takes. It's not the Falcons necessarily. And, you know, everybody spent the whole week talking about, oh, Arthur Smith's bad. And Arthur Smith should be fired because B. John didn't get four carries in the red zone. Well, he got his red zone carries more on that later, right? Oh, Arthur Smith's play calling is terrible. No, it's not. Oh, Arthur Smith is condescending in his press conferences or whatever. Whatever the stupid reasons that people come up to knock Arthur Smith. There's one reason to knock Arthur Smith, guys. It is the decision to move off of Desmond Ritter. If Arthur Smith is on the hot seat, and time will tell if that's the case this season, next year, whenever. But certainly things are unraveling in Flowery Branch. And the reason why they're unraveling is mostly due to the decision to move off of Desmond Ritter two weeks ago. Now, you know, two weeks ago when they benched Desmond Ritter, everybody that was anti-Ritter or whatever was sitting there saying, oh, Arthur Smith made a terrible decision to go into the season with Ritter, to go into the season without a quarterback competition, to go into the season not going after this quarterback or that quarterback or whatever. No, Arthur Smith's biggest mistake was moving off of Desmond Ritter. He looked for the adrenaline shot from Taylor Heineke. He didn't get it. You went 0-2. The only justification for moving off of Desmond Ritter was to win football games, and you didn't do it, and you had absolutely garbage quarterback play from Taylor Heineke over the last seven quarters. What was the point of that? Right? You know, and people are going to sit here and tell you, oh, they're the same quarterback. No, they're not. Right? If Desmond Ritter is a four out of 10 quarterback, and if you think Desmond Ritter is a four out of 10 quarterback, be my guest. If you think Desmond Ritter is a C minus quarterback, hey, I'm not going to sit here and, and fight you on that. But if Desmond Ritter is a four out of 10, Taylor Heineke is a two out of 10. If Desmond Ritter is a C minus or a D plus, then Taylor Heineke is a big fat F, right? And I know some of you guys are like, man, you hate Taylor Heineke. I'm sitting here going like, why did we do this? What was the point, guys? Right? The whole point was an overcorrection from last year with Mariota. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You were in first place at four and three this year. You were first place last year at four and four. You stuck with Mariota and things turned sideways. And it was by the time you made the change at quarterback, the season had kind of slipped away last year. And so Arthur Smith was like, I don't want that to happen. I'm going to overcorrect and go to Taylor Heineke sooner versus later. And now we're sitting here four and six with the season slipping away. Right now, fortunately, the, the rest of this NFC South division is hot garbage, right? So that you're still back in controlling your destiny if you come into the bye and beat New Orleans, right? So you still have like, you know, again, you don't, you know, if we're using the analogy of a steering wheel, right? You don't have two grips. You don't have two grips at 10 and two, but you got a pinky on that steering wheel, at least if you come out and win that game. And your best chance of winning that game is with Desmond Ritter. Right. So like I sit here and I go like if we're going to sit here and question Arthur Smith and people find all the ways to question Arthur Smith, it's for this reason that Desmond Ritter was the best option you had moving forward, that your best case scenario this season was to have a winning season with Desmond Ritter. Anything else was unacceptable, guys. 
unacceptable because you know Taylor Heineke is not the QB of the future. But you you could sit there and say, well, if we won games, if Taylor Heineke somehow went five and three as a starter, that would be fine. It wouldn't be. But at least you can sit there and say, if you're Arthur Smith, all we care about is winning football games. And Taylor Heineke did that. Well, guess what? You didn't get that. And so now your season is starting to unravel. And now you need Desmond Ritter to basically come back and save your season. And Arthur Smith, if you're Arthur Smith, you better be groveling to Desmond. I'm sorry, Desmond. I didn't mean it. You know, I, I, I you know, it was the mustache was it was speaking evil to me. It was a bad mitten or whatever. It was speaking ill-advised things to me. If you guys don't get that reference, that's fine. The badminton reference, that is, but that's fine, right? So Arthur Smith needs to come back and grovel to Desmond Ritter and say, please, Desmond, come back and help us. Help us. I didn't mean it. That's what needs to happen coming out of the bye week. And if that doesn't happen, then whew, whew, he's got some splaining to do. So huh, I don't know what else to say, guys. This team right now, is in a dire straits. They've lost a couple of games, losing to this Arizona Cardinals team. And I know a lot of people look at it and they, this was the worst team in the league. They were one and eight, blah, 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 blah. And I sat here and told you all week long, like this game is going to be closer than you think. Kyler Murray, James Conner, Arizona is a better team than the record indicates. And the, frankly, with Kyler Murray and James Conner, they're going to look closer to the quality of a four-win team like the Atlanta Falcons than people realize. And as I said, if it comes down to the final five minutes, I'm going to trust in Kyler Murray to go out there and make the plays to win his team the game versus Taylor Heineck. I don't have that confidence. Now, I have a little bit more confidence in Desmond Ritter to go out there and make the plays in the clutch to win the game. And frankly, you can argue that he said he, that he did. When he was given the opportunity to do so, he did that. So when we talk about this game and we talk about the Cardinals and losing this game to a terrible football team, yeah, it's it's all warranted. You know, the, the reality of the situation is the Falcons are not, not a very good football team. The only thing that was promising about this game is, hey, you know, Desmond Ritter, we're going back to where we should have been the whole time with Desmond Ritter. And again, not trying to sit here and tell you that Desmond Ritter is going to save this season, but he gives you a much better chance than Taylor Heineke. But the one positive we can say about this game is that you had a good run game in this game the run game looks like it's getting back to form and so we'll talk about that as we wrap up today's locked on falcons so guys you can score early this nfl season with fanduel america's number one sports book because right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with a winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 dollars if your team wins and Guess what, guys? FanDuel doesn't know that your team is the Atlanta Falcons. So you can sit there and sign up at FanDuel and tell them, hey, Kansas City Chiefs are my team or the Buffalo Bills are my team. And you can take the money line on Monday Night Football. Or you can take them with their spread on Monday Night Football, whether it's spreads, money line, player props, over, under. FanDuel has it all, whether you're looking for football, basketball, baseball, all of the sports, right? Hockey. I don't even know what's going on in the world, but FanDuel has it all covered. So go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, and you will be able to keep this NFL season going. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. So guys, before we wrap up today's episode, right, we got a bye week. And so, you know, 
we can look forward to no Falcons football to disappoint us this weekend. So get excited about this weekend of football. You are stress-free with no Falcons on Sunday. And to get you geared up for this holiday weekend, because that's basically what it is. You can celebrate that you don't have to watch the Falcons ruin your Sundays like we have done so for the last month or so. Go check out the Locked On NFL Kickoff Live Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time with my guy Jarvis, with Tanitra Batiste, Kyle Krabs, and so many more to get you geared up for all of this weekend's stress-free action. You can find it on Locked On Falcons or any Locked On NFL YouTube channel across the network. If you're subscribed to Locked On Falcons, please subscribe to Locked On Falcons. Again, that's Locked On NFL Kickoff Live at 2 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. So, the main positive from this game, besides, hey, they're going back to Desmond Ritter. I hope they're going back to Desmond Ritter. We'll see what Arthur Smith has to say. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he said post game. Um, to I don't, I don't care. You know, basically, we'll, we'll see. Right. <laughs> uh, the main positive from this game is, hey, the run game looked good. 184 yards rushing, second best rushing performance of the of the season. After that Packers game, 139 yards from the running backs on 34 carries. The Falcons, like they were a couple weeks ago against Tampa Bay, were very committed to running the football because they didn't have functional quarterback play for three quarters. But it proved mostly effective. They were able to run against a relatively soft Cardinals run defense. And you can sit there and say, well, it's against the Cardinals. They ain't really stopped anybody. It's true, right? We thought that the Falcons should be able to run the ball against this defense. We'd circled this game as this is the softest defense that we're going to face this year. And if you can't run the ball against this Cardinals team, that's going to be a serious problem. However, the one thing you can say is, Hey, we ran the ball nearly as well against this Cardinals defense as anybody has, right? The uh, uh, Dallas ran for 185 yards a couple of weeks or earlier this season. That was the most rushing yards. The Cardinals defense has given up this year. Falcons got 184. So it's like, okay, well, if if you're, you know, if if you're automatically going to get 90 yards against the, the Cardinals, because I think they've given up at least 92 yards rushing in every game this year. It's like, okay, well, we're like, you know, 90 yards better than that. So we'll take that, right? That that basically that gives you a little bit of hope that this run game is actually getting back to where it was. All right. And we saw it at the end of the game against Minnesota where they put together that really strong drive that, you know, that physical drive from Tyler Algier. We saw it in the second half against Tennessee where they were much more committed to running the football in the second half than they were in the first half, and that was effective. You saw it against Tampa Bay. So we have four games right now of the Falcons running game getting back on track, promising signs of this running game being effective at times throughout the last four weeks, and that's what we wanted to see because that raises the floor for this offense. That's what we wanted to get back to this team. Arthur Smith, right? If Arthur Smith's going to sit here and say, here, Arthur Blake, this is why you need to keep me because, yes, yeah, the quarterback situation is one giant cluster fudge, right? We all agree with that. Who knows what the Falcons are going to do at the quarterback position for the rest of the season and after the season? Who knows? But if, if you're Arthur Smith, your selling point to Arthur Blake is – the same selling point that we talked about all offseason long, all summer long is I'm going to raise the floor for this offense because w- once we get the quarterback situation figured out, then we can really cook. But we're going to have a top five rushing attack. We're going to have a promising offensive line. We're going to have all these weapons that we're going to be able to, to throw to. And we have an improving defense. And again, 
It's been up and down. They haven't been able to check those boxes, but that's what we need to see from this football team over these last seven games. For Arthur Smith, you need to back, you need to buy back confidence in you that you can get the job done by the thing that you're bringing to the table is being able to elevate not only your quarterback play, but by doing so by getting that dominant run game. Because the one thing that Arthur Smith has proven that he can do, right, is by producing a top rushing attack. He had it in Tennessee. He had it last year, not so much his first year in Atlanta, but he had it last year in Atlanta. And so three out of the four years that he's called plays in this league, right, we've seen a dominant rushing attack. And so you need to get back to being a dominant rushing attack. The problem is running the football only gets you so far, right? You're not going to be able to, you know, to run for, you know, you can run for 180 yards and that's going to put you in a position to win games. But at the end of the day, you need your quarterback to make some throws. We saw that against the Packers. We didn't really get that today against Arizona. We got like one throw from Desmond Ritter, two throws from Desmond Ritter. But again, that's two more on two drives that Desmond Ritter had than Taylor Heineke had in three quarters of football. But the one thing that you can say is the running game can raise the floor for this offense because it just means, hey, you know, if we can just get decent quarterback play and Desmond Ritter gives us the best chance of getting that is the entire point, then, okay, we can be competitive. And also, given our defense has been a lot more iffy these last couple of weeks, maybe controlling the ball and controlling the clock and maintaining time of possession and winning that battle means that will put our defense into more advantageous situations because we can bleed off clock and not have to rely on our defense in the final two minutes of the game to have to get a stop, which they have not shown that they can consistently do over the last month of the season. So that is something that the run game can bring to the table. It's not going to solve all the Falcons problems, but it is going to help elevate so many other aspects of this offense or, or of this team, right? It helps the defense out. It helps the quarterback out, get you in third and manageable situations that even your subpar quarterback can, you know, manage at this point in time. And so I'm happy. I'm glad guys that Bijan got his red zone touches. So y'all can stop whining about four freaking plays that Bijan hasn't gotten in the red zone. So Congratulations to Bijan. You got your red zone touches, even though, you know, I haven't looked at the, the final numbers, but he, I don't think he was efficient rushing today. But he had his moments. He had his explosive runs, which, again, that's what Bijan brings to the table, that little that extra juice that you needed because Lord knows you weren't getting it from the passing game this week. So I'm not even complaining about Bijan not being efficient today. You were committed to running the football. Bijan had a nice game. Algier had a nice game. CP had his moments as well. All right, Taylor Heineke, the only thing he – brought to the table was his legs and of course Desmond Ritter had an, a couple of nice plays in this game so I'm glad that Arthur Smith was able to finally check that box with red zone touches and now fantasy football folks can stop lying to you and lead you astray that this is somehow some mountain out of a molehill as well as other Falcon fans that sit, uh, spent the whole week crying but Bijan didn't get four touches in the red zone all year long boo-hoo-hoo all right, so now hopefully the Falcons will resolve their quarterback situation. As you could tell, guys, I'm a little fired up. But, <laughs> you know, that's all I really have to say about today's game. You know, we'll see what the film says with, you know, the offensive line and defense and all that stuff. You know, clearly we, we talked about this on the postcast with Jarvis and Tanitra and, you know, what's going on with this defense and, you know, does it have something to do with not having David Onyemata and Grady Jarrett 
And we talked about when Grady Jarrett went down, like the concern with Grady Jarrett was you need a guy that can go at you and get you a bucket in the fourth quarter. And the Falcons needed a guy that could get them a bucket in the fourth quarter, which in this case was tackling Kyler Murray when they had him dead to rights on a third and 10. Right. And that's where you missed having that playmaker like a David Anyamata, like a Grady Jarrett in this game. Um, so that's it. I don't really have much else to say, guys, about uh, this game. We'll get more insight into this game from our guest on tomorrow's episode. That will be Joe Patrick of 92.9 The Game, covers the Falcons for them. He'll come on and talk with us about this game. By all means, I welcome your feedback. Um, you know, on a variety of platforms, uh, check out the Locked on Falcons Insiders, uh, where you can get access, not only that one-on-one feedback, uh, that one-on-one conversation with me, you know, uh, we can swap Thanksgiving recipes if you want. That's the type of intimate connection we can now form on Locked on Falcons Insiders, but probably the bigger selling point is getting access to that extended all 22 review. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what Taylor Heineke does on film this week but last week was a doozy uh but you can get that guys for 4.99 a month but you get a 14 day free trial when you sign up now so you can get you know this upcoming all 22 review for free over the bye week so check out the locked on falcons insiders to get that feedback of course the other places that you can provide your feedback is of course locked on falcons at mail.com and of course you can leave a comment here on the Locked On Falcons YouTube channel. Continue to make Locked On Falcons your first listen. We'll be back tomorrow with Joe Patrick to talk about this game, and hopefully we will get a nice long break from this stinking Atlanta Falcons team over the next week. So I'll do my best. I'll do my best to ease your suffering on this daily podcast over the next week or two. But that's going to do it for us, guys. Really appreciate it. You know. Find something that sparks joy in your life for the next couple of days because it certainly is not the Atlanta Falcons.